What's up, guys? My name is Kayla Bundy, and you're listening to the Finding Hope Podcast. If you are looking for a sisterhood, a community, some besties to do life with, you have found your people, and I'm so happy you are here. If we can be honest, it can be a lot trying to navigate this world on our own, and I know personally my life has drastically changed for the best when I have good community around me. So welcome, and I hope this can be that for you. Today's episode is so important to me, and I'm so excited because I didn't even like think about this topic until today when I was trying to brainstorm ideas, and it popped into my head, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is huge. Your life has changed because of it, and you need to talk about it so other people can hopefully benefit. So we are going to be talking about navigating your young adult years, whether that's teens, 20s, anything like that, by embracing authenticity and finding your own voice. From battling self-doubt to breaking free from expectations, I'm going to discuss practical strategies for building confidence and expressing yourself. So I always thought that I had my own voice. And obviously that's kind of like a dumb concept because yes, we all do have our own voice. We all can communicate or have some form of ability to do that. But I did not realize until I started going to therapy consistently that my own voice was so dictated by other people, other thoughts in my head, different circumstances, so many outside factors that I didn't even know what I was saying. And I know it's like a weird concept, honestly, to like wrap your head around because I always thought that, you know, I'm my own person. I've been very independent my whole life and I'm okay establishing my boundaries and knowing where I stand in different things, knowing how I'm going to feel and how to proceed. So I thought that, oh, I have my own voice. I know how to use it. I know how to be heard. I know what that looks like. I know what I sound like. I was wrong. (laughs) I'm only talking about this because I think this is something that probably a lot of us might struggle with, especially if you are in your 20s or you're newly an adult, you're out of high school, you're stepping into this adult world where your voice is different than what it may have been when you had parents, mentors, teachers, people speaking into you and guiding that voice for you. For me, I think why it hasn't felt like I've had my own voice until recently is I grew up in a home where my family and I are literally inseparable. We are all best friends. I cannot thank them enough for just the family that they've been to me. And with that, though, has come a lot of closeness and it's almost blended our voices. 
And so growing up with the same parents and everything like that, yeah, of course, me and my siblings are going to have dislikes, but so much of what my parents said, what my siblings said was morphed into what I thought I was saying as well. And some of that was good. Some of that was bad. But I feel like there was definitely this attachment. And when I graduated high school, moved out, was living on my own, I was so used to everybody in my family having their own voice and knowing how to communicate what they needed, how they felt, what was going on. And for me, those things did not come naturally. I was never able to do that. I grew up like never saying what was wrong, not knowing how to process any emotions, never talking to anybody about it. And I thought, oh, well, it's because I don't need to. It wasn't because I had all these things going on. It was just because I thought I didn't need to. And I thought that meant I had my voice. I just didn't need to use it. And so I've really learned there's a big difference of having your own voice, but knowing how to use it. And so flash forward, I always felt like I kind of had other people in my head because I was either worried about them and a lot of people in my life have suffered horrible things. And so when I'm really close to those people, I really shift what I might do, what I might say, because I'm subconsciously worried about how they might feel, react, respond, etc. And so then once I was like, okay, I'm in my adult years, like we're figuring this out, I was in different relationships. And that that is what has been a big eye-opener for me of, oh, it's important to have your own voice. And in relationships that I thought I did, I did not have my own voice. And what I learned was when I have been in relationships, I really cater to what they might need because in my head, I feel like, oh, I don't, I understand myself and it's exhausting to explain or this or that and to try to convince somebody that what I say is important and matters and there's a reason behind it. And after time, when I feel like those things get me nowhere, I eventually just shut down and I stop communicating. I stop talking. And then their voice becomes the voice that's so prominent in my head. And I feel like I've noticed it morphs into my voice when those were things that I never would have thought, never would have said, never would have done, never would have even felt. Now there's this projection from how strong their voice is and it's not balanced out with how weak mine was. So my voice ended up feeling a lot like theirs. And I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was my voice. But it was all these external outside things playing such a huge role in the emotions, feelings, thoughts, whatever that I had. So now where I'm at in my life is I have been intentionally very single for a minute now. And I have never noticed 
how weak my voice was until I've taken so much time to heal from things, learn from things, grow from things. And it's given me a whole new perspective. And something I'm always working with my therapist on is how to have my own voice. And it's not just saying what you feel, what you think, what you want. No, that's different. I'm talking about how to process things with just yourself and your thoughts and not be tainting your thought pattern because of external things. Now that I've had a lot of time with just myself, where I'm not worried about a boyfriend, I'm not worried about a family member, I'm not worried about hurting friends' feelings, I'm so... I'm in a totally different place in my life where all of my relationships, family, friends, anything, it's so healthy. And this has been, oh, I feel like, okay, we're going to like side note into this because I think this goes so well into the topic and it's so important. All of my relationships in my life have been so healthy that it has made me see what ones were unhealthy and it showed me how to actually have a voice to stand up for myself and not feel bad about things when the relationship itself functions in a really good, stable way. Because of this, I've been able to really learn and grow and overcome a lot of things I was really scared of. I know I've talked about this before, but conflict was the scariest thing to me and disappointing people was my biggest fear on and on and on. Like these things haunted my mind and in relationships, that's where I feel like I lost my voice because I would rather not have my own say or explain what I was thinking, how I was feeling, because I didn't want to upset anybody and I didn't want to have to worry about a fight or losing that person, anything like that. Versus now, there is not a single relationship that I am thoroughly pouring into and they are pouring into me where there is fear behind it. I don't have this scarcity of, ooh, I don't want to like upset them. I don't want to offend them. I don't want them to think differently of me because of this. I feel so at peace knowing it's such a safety net for me to mess up, say things that are dumb, say things that I might regret later because I'm never going to be crystal clear in my voice every time I decide to speak and say what I might be thinking and feeling because I'm such an external processor. And so along the way of me trying to figure out what I what I want, whatever it is that I'm trying to process, I might say a million things that I don't necessarily mean because I'm just trying to figure out how I feel. And having the people around you that don't hold on to whatever you say in the process, but that let you figure that out and are there, those are the people to really know you can have your own voice and you can have your own say with them. And so with all of this, I have been learning that like, oh, I'm trying to even think of how to say it. Basically, it just comes down to very simple things. And every single day, just addressing small things and saying how I feel about them. And it can be so small as like, 
no, I don't want to go eat there. Or I don't feel like going out tonight. Thanks for inviting me. I'll let you know about next time. And something like that, instead of explaining myself, apologizing, on and on and on, but being confident in what my decisions are. And I think that's actually what this whole topic comes down to, is how to have your voice, but that translates to being confident in what you're going to say and the choices that you're choosing to make. Because some days, you know, I might, I might not look great. I might go out wearing my pajamas. I haven't brushed my hair. I'm a mess. But I chose to go out like that. And so I'm going to own that decision. Or if I choose to go out and I feel really overdressed and uncomfortable somewhere, well, I'm going to own that because I chose that outcome because I chose to wear that. And I think it comes back to like just with what you say and what you do, if I say, oh, I'm going to do this instead, I'm going to be proud of that decision. I'm going to own up to that decision, whether that's right or wrong, but that decision is going to be mine. And I think the more that you can start just being upfront with how you're thinking, how you're feeling, and what you're going to do, you will slowly learn what it actually is that you enjoy and what parts of yourself are truly you. Because I operated so heavily out of a place of fear for so long that dictated the way I talked, the way I acted, how I was with people I was close to, how I was with people I wasn't. It was so consuming that I did not realize all of this fear from these external factors totally changed the narrative in my head and therefore changed how I lived that out in my life. So I want us to be able to be at a place where the narrative in our head is our voice. It is not these external things. And you are not your thoughts. You're not the people in your head. You're not the pressure that circumstances might put on you. Those things are not you. And learning how to observe those because I am not a believer in pushing things off, pushing things aside. We all know this by now. And so when those thoughts come in and when I'm like, I feel that fear and there's actually an example of this. So I went through like a really toxic situation and the person put this expectation on me to meet with them. And I had previously set this boundary like a year ago that that was not going to happen. I was not going to be open and available to be in touch, to meet up with them, anything like that. And I had previously put this boundary in place. And when they reached out and were pretty... And when they reached out and almost demanded that I see them, my immediate response was, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this. Like, I'm going to have to just suffer this pain and like just be a punching bag. And I know I'm going to feel horrible after because that's how it's been in the past and on and on and on. And all of this fear was like, okay, like you got, like, I guess you just have to do it because that's what you've always done. And all of these thoughts that this person previously had in my mind, all came flooding in. And then I stopped and I acknowledged how these thoughts were flooding me and causing this anxiety in my body to start like sweating and shaking. And I felt so anxious. And I was like, 
hold on, these are not my thoughts. I would have not thought this if it weren't for these past experiences and if it weren't for the connection that I had to this person. If I were to remove those things and if somebody else came to me and said this and I had no relationship connection with them, I would be very clear in my head. I would know what my voice was and I would know what my decision was in that moment and I would be able to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be able to make it and that's it. But because there was all these external outside things and factors, it flooded my head. And so when I was able to realize that before I responded and realize, oh my gosh, these thoughts aren't coming from me. These thoughts are coming from past things, from past hurt, from past fear, from past trauma, from past issues, from previous experiences. Then I was able to acknowledge those thoughts and be like, all right, these aren't for me. How do I actually feel about this? Do I want to? Can I? Do I think I'm capable of doing this? Do I think I need to do this? How do I actually feel about going? And when I took that response, my thought was so crystal clear and I knew exactly what to do in that moment. And I felt good about that. It wasn't something that I looked back on and regretted doing because that is a big thing that I've learned. When it doesn't feel like my voice, it's usually accompanied with some ounce of regret. And not in the sense that, oh, I wish that never happened, but it's something I'm not proud of. And when I've said things, done things, thought things that I have not been proud of, I am able to look at those from an outside perspective and be like, oh my goodness, those were coming from this emotion that I had because of this situation or this person or pressure from this job or an expectation from this company. It could be whatever it is from school, from your teachers, from your family. And I don't feel necessarily good about those things. Not that they were wrong, but those things I was doing not because I wanted to or I felt like they were beneficial for me. I was doing it for somebody else or because of somebody else or something else. And having my own voice now, I feel like that's where I'm at. I feel so much more confident in myself as an entire unit because I know the things that I'm thinking. I'm I because I know that the voice that I'm going to use is from me. And when it's not, I can now recognize that it's not. And of course, like, yes, I am the one saying things. I am the one doing things. I am the one thinking things. But when you're able to remove yourself and see all these things as just thoughts passing through your head and there isn't an attachment of identity to them, that is so huge. I want to say that again because your identity is not attached to the thoughts in your head. You do have power over your thoughts. You do have control over your thoughts and your mindset, but that is not who you are and what you do. That is not your identity. I hope this is like making sense. I know it's really confusing, but I know when you are becoming an adult and you are learning how to speak for yourself in a new way that you haven't previously 
had to or been encouraged to because when you're growing up, if somebody wants you to do something or your teachers have this expectation, if you say no, that's extremely rude and disrespectful. That is not looked up upon. Like that is just, you know, almost subconsciously not to do that. And if you don't, if you do say no, if you do misbehave, then that's like, oof, they're a bad person or they're a bad like kid. And then you hit your adult years and it's like, okay, we'll figure it out on your own. But you didn't really know how to because you had never had any practice in it. And so when you're like becoming an adult, when you're figuring out your 20s and you're having to have new circumstances constantly and your environment is changing and who you are as a person is changing, your likes, your relationships, your friends, your family dynamic. There is so much change that happens in your 20s and around that age that knowing how to identify what you think, what you feel, what you want to do and be able to own up to whatever that is as a guide to practice having your own voice and being proud of what that voice is. And I can promise you there have been so many times that I've done things like learning, figuring it out that I'm not proud of it. I'm like, oof, like, yeah, that was me. But like, I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to say or figure out what I wanted to do. Or I did that for a selfish reason, or I did that because of someone else. And I've made so many like hiccups along the way. And I still do if I'm being completely honest, because there's so many external things in all of our heads and all of our lives. But the more I've been able to practice being mindful of the thoughts I'm having and where they're coming from, it's given me so much more freedom and confidence to speak my truth and to live that out in a way that makes me feel very in tune with my mind, my soul, my heart, my body. Your voice can be a source of hope, guiding you through uncertainties. I want to help you discover how to maintain hope even in tough times and let your voice become a beacon of light as you navigate this transformative decade. Some of the things that have helped me so much is when I've seen somebody else be able to stand up for themselves or be able to listen to their gut, be able to do the hard thing when there is a tough consequence on the other side of that. And when I have seen people that have such a good, strong, respected voice, it motivates me like crazy because it gives me hope that, oh my gosh, I can do that too. And my opinion is just as valuable. And the things that I want to do, the things I want to say have such an impact as well. And in the times that I haven't stood up for myself or I haven't had my own voice, it has affected my relationships drastically. And in some of these instances, my voice that I wasn't super clear in has made friendships stay in my life for way longer than they should have. And then now when I'm having my own voice, I'm seeing, oh, these friendships were not what I thought they were. I wasn't liked for who I was. I was liked for who I thought I was supposed to be or who they thought I was. 
And it's given me so much hope to honestly be even more open, more vulnerable, more honest about everything and be so transparent because it is showing me who is for my life and who isn't. And I've loved and cherished the friendships I've had all throughout my life. And whether that's relationally, whether that's family, whether that's just friendship, platonic, they've all served such a purpose. But the ones that are so beyond fulfilling are the ones that love me for who I truly am, no matter what that might look like day in and day out, and who know me to the core. And I'm able to really grow a strength behind my voice because of that. Whereas I did not have a strength behind my voice in the way that I thought I did. And a huge part was because of the friendships, relationships, whatever it was that surrounded me. And it's so hard to disappoint people when you respect them. It's easy to disappoint people when you don't care. And it was easy for me to not live my way to please somebody else when that friendship wasn't that deep. But when there was such love that I had for those people or that I do have for those people and there's respect and there's all of these things that I value about them when I feel like, oh, they're not going to agree with this. They're not going to support this. They're going to be disappointed. They're going to look at me differently because of it. I can easily fall into a people-pleasing, distorting what my voice would actually sound like if those factors weren't in my head. So my hope for you is that you feel comfortable enough to really say the things you're feeling, the things you're thinking, and in a respectful way, 100%. I think there's a big difference of being rude and upfront and it's my way or the highway versus just communicating what you're feeling and why or communicating what you're going to do and owning up to that decision. Imagine that the things that you say and the things you do could be giving hope to somebody right behind you or five years behind you or 10 years in front of you. And when they see, oh my goodness, they were able to handle that situation so gracefully and they held on to every ounce of who they are and they didn't change what that looked like based on who was watching. That, my friends, is so motivating and those things are what is going to shape your community, your friends, your life, and the people around you more than anything. I love you all. As always, I will be back on Wednesday. So tune in for another episode filled with inspiration and actionable insights to help you amplify your voice and embrace hope in your 20s. I cannot wait until next week. Bye, guys.